Joining us now is Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services to give us a hog market update. He started off by talking about forward hog contract prices. Uh, we're seeing um, uh, a return to some of the highest prices that we've seen in the last five years. Um, we've, we've got some exceptional uh, forward prices uh, coming in. You know, what would work, to, what would work out to uh, something better than $250 per pig in, the, in some of the summer weeks. Uh, and that's coming really as a direct function of uh, lean hog futures moving sharply higher. Um, really, the, the, the gist of what's happening here is an overall kind of short supply situation and really good solid demand. And, and so that's, that's kind of being born out in the, uh, in the high forward prices that we've seen. A big change from six months ago. What about uh, cash prices? Cash prices are moving kind of in concert with uh, with the the forwards as well. It, it's probably more the other other way around. The, the cash market tends to lead, um, and so what we're what we're actually seeing there is really strong movement in the uh, in the pork cutout um, and uh, good really good demand from U.S. packers to. Make sure all the other available spaces is, is utilized because they've got really decent margins to deal with that they're dealing with right now as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, we're, we're, we've drawn down hog, uh, pork supplies in in cold storage in North America, and uh, export demand continues to be strong. And so the result is is just a scenario where. Uh, as hog supplies typically tighten up into the summer into the summer time frame, um, we're we're expecting to see and and experiencing uh, a run up in cash prices. And uh, talk a little bit about um, China and uh, ASF. What's what's been happening there? Yeah, it continues to be a struggle. As um, you know, we understand that the disease is just uh, devastating. Um, it's incredibly difficult to, to shake um, once once it's kind of within the the region or environment um, and and what we're seeing is Chinese production move more to a commercial scale um, five years ago there used to be a lot more um, kind of mom-and-pop farms that you know that would be used you know swill feeding uh, and and just on a smaller scale and so that first wave really took out a huge portion of that um, of that production, that segment of production, and we've seen a big investment go into commercial um, operations. But they too have struggled um, with with containing the disease, and then that is exacerbated by um, vaccines that are not uh, that don't have a high efficacy that. That maybe aren't that credible, and um, and and they're maybe leading more into a problem um, rather than a, a solution. So it leaves a, a big deficit in in protein, um, and and uh, and that's you know pretty much dominated not only hog markets but also other meat protein markets and. And for that matter, commodity markets, um, corn and soy meal prices are, are move, have moved higher as a direct function of what's happening in China due to African swine fever.
That was Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services giving us an update on the hog markets. Farm Credit Canada sees opportunity ahead for Canada's food and beverage sector. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talked to FCC's principal economist Craig Clemmer on the economic indicators in the report for the sector. Farm Credit Canada has come out with a report that shows opportunity in the changing food and beverage trends. Can you walk us through that? We look at the Canadian economy and where we are now from where we were. Um, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of um, work done uh, by the food and beverage uh, industry. So if we think the restaurant industry uh, repositioning their products and, you know, people are, are doing a lot more takeout and, and, and getting back on track. But more importantly, as vaccines come out across the country, uh, as as uh, economies are slowly starting to reopen, uh, it you know, there's that pent up demand. People want to get out and have have a, a nice meal out at a restaurant. Um, you know, there's going to be demand for expansion of of other food services, whether it's uh, for conferences or, or small family get togethers. Uh, that overall demand is, is increasing. On top of it, as we end up in coming into the summer here, uh, weather's going to be nicer. Hopefully we can have larger gatherings in the backyard, whether it's have, you know standing over the barbecue and, and grilling some, some steaks or some, some pork chops on the, in the backyard. Uh, people are looking to get together and, and that's what we're seeing is some strong demand uh, for food in, in 2021 here. So what kind of expectations are, are we looking at here? When we think about the food manufacturing sector, we're expecting it to grow. Um, you know, we're looking at growth of around four and a half, five uh, percent uh, in 2021, and that's after just a slight uh, decline that we saw uh, in in um, in 2020. Uh, you know, if we look at the strongest performers in terms of food manufacturing sales, we see that the grain, oilseed, and milling industry looks to have some of the strongest growth, and that's really a, a increase in demand of. Um, you know, vegetable oils in, into the restaurant industries. Uh, we did see some challenges there just in, in production um, because of, of labor and slower line speeds. And then also just some demand issues there that kind of played through and, and caused some declines there. Other industries that look to have a pretty strong rebound, if we think about the dairy sector, meat sector, both growing at around that five, five and a half percent. Uh, you know, we saw improvements at food service. We saw improvements at food manufacturing of direct to market or direct to customer marketing and uh, increased presence online. And that was one opportunity that we saw. We saw some uh, adjustment in packaging to ensure that our products were getting into the grocery store. And, you know, we have seen some challenges on trade that have come up because of of uh, disruptions. And, and there's been some pivoting in terms of how how do we trade? And, and making sure that our products are, are safe for Canadians and into the grocery stores, into the, you know, the food services, into the hands of client customers uh, in, in that safe, uh, reliable way. And, and it's just remarkable the effort uh, that's gone behind the engine to make that all happen. That's Craig Glemmer with Farm Credit Canada for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, Send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.